Welcome to Unlimited Horizons, a podcast hosted by the International Association of Women. I'm your host and the president of IAW, Megan Bizzuto. This show features amazing women from the IAW community who are climbing the corporate ladder and taking their communities with them. Are you ready to be inspired? Let's get started. Hello, hello. Welcome back to Unlimited Horizons, the podcast by the International Association of Women. My name is Megan Bizzuto. I'm the president here at IAW and the host of this podcast where I get to have these incredible, fun, supportive conversations with women from our community. Today, I'm joined by one of our influencer members, somebody who also supports our London local chapter. Araceli Igueras is joining me, and she's going to talk to us about transitions, transitions in our career, transitions in our lives. I think that as we're starting off a new year, I know I've been talking about this a lot lately, but we're all in goal mindset, right? We're all setting goals, whether you call them resolutions or however you set yourself up. But there's an important piece here where we think about cycles and transitions through those cycles or phases. And Araceli is going to have a conversation with me about these today. Araceli, welcome. I would love if you could kick us off by sharing a quick introduction about yourself and and kind of an overview of your journey and how you got into coaching. Hi. Hi, everyone. Thanks for inviting me. Um, I always struggle to keep this answer short, so you'll have to cut me off. (laughs) (laughs) I I work full-time as a business analyst. Well, I'm hired, my title says technical product manager, but I'm a person with a portfolio career. And 15 years ago, I was pregnant with my second son and somebody talked to me about coaching. Until then, I had only heard about coaching in the context of sport, but somebody came and from the Academy of Executive Coaching here in London, fully trained and just told me, you'd be great at this. You you just have to be trained as a coach. So that that sparked something in me. I'm, I'm a very, very curious animal. I always want to learn something new and I'm passionate, passionate about connecting existing knowledge with new knowledge and so on. And I very quickly realized that the coaching skills would make me, at the time I was a consultant for financial data modeling with financial software from Reuters. And I was a consultant for 10 years. And I don't remember now if that was, I think probably I still had four years left of being a consultant at that point. But my reaction was, wow, I think I could, I could be such a much better consultant if I, when I interact with customers and I explore their needs and I listen to them. I can ask better questions, but equally, oh, I'm pregnant with my second son. I think I could be a great mom if I learn to talk to them, to listen, to to give these embedded commands, and I can be very clever in the way I talk to them. <laughs> <laughs> and then I thought, oh, there's so many things going on around me, and I'm already involved with the Women's Network, but in Reuters, there was the Black Employee Network and the Asian Affinity Network and the LGBT group and the disabilities and so, so, so many things going on. And I was, as you have probably gathered by now, I was involved in a lot of other things as well. So I thought, oh, I can start facilitating sessions. I can start doing one-to-one coaching. I can support my colleagues. I can be part of HR programs. And I'm always very excited by all those things. So um, yeah, the company paid for my first accreditation. 
Nice. And from then I've been developing myself. So in 15 years, I've learned about specific schools of thought, uh, transactional analysis, um, NLP, clean language. Well, also I've jumped into systems thinking because it, <laughs> it overarches business analysis and coaching. Uh, etc. I'm going to stop there. <laughs> yeah, I have to. So I have to share with our listeners when before we started recording, Araceli actually shared her screen and showed me a slide of how she introduces herself and the number of skills and different hats that you've worn or currently wear is incredible. Your your knowledge and your ability to pull everything together, I think is fantastic. But I love what you said about coaching. There's two things. One, realizing that getting certified to coach allows you to serve people in so many different ways, right? It's not just maybe a one-to-one coach coaching relationship, but supporting your clients, supporting your children, your, your other relationships. I think that's fantastic. But also you found a way to leverage your company to help support you in that certification process, which I'm a huge fan of leveraging corporations and companies to help us advance skills and grow so that we can feed back to companies, but also develop ourselves. And I think it's fantastic that you did that. And what a cool, what a cool journey you've had. So I'm excited to dive in and and talk because you, you share a lot of information, career progress, but also the transitions and, and cycles that we go through. So as we kick off this conversation, can you kind of introduce us to this topic of of the transitions and, and cycles and phases that we talked about that is so important as we think about career progress. I I like to meet people at whatever place and time and space and mental place they are, they are. And I find all of us have a lot of things in common in the sense that we are part of Obviously, we live on the earth. We are on a particular hemisphere. It doesn't matter. I've worked with people who are in the southern hemisphere while I'm in the north. But what I mean is there are seasons. Obviously, there's days. There's If we belong into an organization, there are cycles in the organization. So you have the goal setting at the beginning of the year. You may have some catch-ups with your manager throughout the year to track your progress. You have feedback sessions, you have the appraisals at the end, you have maybe some career planning that that happens in parallel to whatever is your goal for that particular year. And then as a person, you may have a journey within a role. So you may be, I was, for example, a consultant for 10 years. That doesn't mean I was in the same place. I, I evolved. So I was junior, I was consultant, I was senior, I mentored other people. And in our careers, we start in maybe in, in one industry, we move to another industry, or we switch domains. We may be more technical, less technical, moved into insurance or teaching or what have you. And all this, all this, different steps uh, often are phases within a big cycle. And then the change, when we go from one to the other, one step to the other, that's the transition. And I I find it's fascinating to reflect on this and to become aware of where we are in the bigger picture. So I, I really like to always look at trends. There's always sometimes events that repeat. So as I listen to people, when they tell me their story or their issues, very easily I identify how things repeat themselves and there are some patterns and they become a bit of a, yeah, of a, of a, 
of a cycle that once you identify it's easier to break out of or it's if you can anticipate it you can plan for it the easiest thing to know is uh, if if you are sensitive just the same as some people are sensitive to daylight and there's like i think it's called seasonal seasonal disorder yep and you can plan for that by taking meetings maybe at lunchtime and go for a walk while you have your meeting or or to commute during daylight and finish your work from home uh, the same could happen throughout the month if you are in a, if you're a woman and you have menstruation so you know what days of the month you are more active you need to rest you need more self care you are more charismatic more energetic and some of the activities that we know we have to do we can plan for moments when we can make the most out of them yeah and, and the same happens in careers when you when you plan for either progress in your career or conversations with peers or conversations with your manager or with hr um yeah all these things have i mean it's it's a matter of looking and paying attention paying and attention. noticing and then taking a bit of action with some planning yeah. And, you know, it's it's interesting. I I love this topic of paying more attention to how you personally react to certain things. I have found, so I live in the Boston area in America, and we definitely have seasons and we're in winter right now and I'm cold. And it, I, I find that my energy levels are lower when we have less daylight and I'm outside less and it's cold and it's snowing and it's gross. And it's something I've become really aware of. And I'm now planning around. So I plan my days differently, but I also have an escape planned in February where I'm actually going to go away for a week and get some sunshine and get some warmth because I know that it's not going to be until probably April that we have nicer weather here. And I, I know that my own energy level is not going to sustain, but the same, like when I'm, when I pay attention to my body and things that are happening in my body every month, like planning around those cycles is so helpful, but I, I love what you said, kind of translating this to your career as well, because we know there's there's often cycles in the corporate space of annual review time, right? Or quarterly reviews, or we have different goals we're meeting, or we're meeting with our boss every month. Like it, there's, there's so many things we can plan around. What are some of the outcomes that you've seen, or do you have any kind of success stories that you've seen either personally or with people you've worked with where being more intentional, paying more attention to the science, planning better has helped increase outcomes. The the biggest, if I try to give you something that has surprised me the most, uh, as a coach, the biggest surprise for me has been that a, a couple of times at the beginning of engaging with people one-to-one and offering some sort of contract and start working with them was that uh, some people came to the so typically the way I was trained is that you would have a chemistry session. You uh, People can ask you as many questions as they want about your methodology, your training, your style. And equally, they can make sure that they're comfortable with you. They can feel they can open up. Uh, and, and you also need to have a good feeling about that person. Right. Because, because the method works, but the personal side of things is what really makes it work. Mm-hmm. Um and then a different session is where we actually sit down because we've agreed to work together and we agree on objectives. So the person comes with all 
their spaghetti in their head and they just plop, throw it on a plate <laughs> and you have to, with a fork and a spoon, try to figure out what's important, what's not important, what you want to focus on. Let's prioritize and let's decide on, say, for example, if I contract for six sessions between three to five objectives maximum. So they can focus on something that we can both see that it's it can make a difference to them and etc. Um, and the surprise for me is that sometimes just the objective session brings the results. Mm -hmm. And that's that's the power of what this is. Right. It's, a, it's a completely different. I mean, a lot of people now are trained as coaches. So maybe more people than 15 years ago have the experience of what it is to speak with a coach. But because they ask you certain questions and they point at certain aspects of your thought process and your experience, and they, you have to bring yourself in a different way from your usual mm -hmm. hamster wheel kind of just go, get on, get on, get on, get on with this, get on with that. You, you have to stop and look and think and feel and, and anticipate and remember, and there's all these things happening for you, then sometimes you achieve a clarity about what's important and about what you care about and what you're prepared to do in order to achieve what you care about. Right. But by the time you have the next session and like two weeks later, sometimes it's like <laughs> they turn up and they say, right, I already spoke with my boss. I already did this. I already achieved whatever. And yeah. it's like, let's look for other objectives, please. I was like, yeah, by all means, <laughs> let's, nice. let's continue. Yeah, I think it's amazing. So you said you used a term that I love, the spaghetti, getting this, like throwing spaghetti on the wall, right? It's taking, and I'm sure listeners, you probably relate to this, of having all the things running in our heads of all the things we have to do or want to do or goals or, or like it's it. And sometimes it's just a matter of, of getting it all out to somebody else that makes us pause and go, okay, this is where I'm at. And, and maybe something that we feel like is going to take a lot of energy or is a really big task is not such a big task, right? Maybe it's something that we just had to verbalize it first <laughs> and then get it down on paper and then say, okay, I can get that done quickly. But I love that, that surprise of, of, from your perspective of sometimes it's just the setting clear objectives that, that people can have massive success, right? It doesn't have to be a, a six month long project to, to start making momentum. Often those wins will come quickly when you have somebody that you're partnering with to help a get it out of your head, but also hold you accountable. Right. And say, okay, exactly. let's look at the result. And exactly. Yeah. We're going to take a quick break to talk about the international association of women. We talk a lot about the challenges women face, and we know that the best way to overcome challenges is with a supportive community by your side. The International Association of Women is here to support you throughout your professional journey. No matter where you're at in your career or business, IAW has the resources, tools, programming, and events to help you make progress towards your goals. This includes frequent networking events where you can show up authentically and share your ask with the community, a resource library filled with ebooks and templates, and monthly workshops and webinars that are geared towards helping you maximize your potential. Visit www.iawomen.com to learn more about the IAW community and how IAW will help you fast track your success. All right, let's get back to the show. So one of the things that I want to make sure we touch on is this idea of support, because 
transitions can be hard. Change can be hard. We all go through it through the, through our own lives, through our journeys, through our careers. But when you, when you have support around you, and and when I say support, that can be family, it can be friends, it can be colleagues, it can be, who else do I have in my network? I, my, my roommates from college are still very close to me, like, but also coaching. Right. And so from your perspective, how does having layers of support like that help when, when we're faced with either making big decisions or navigating transitions in our journey? I, I know that I know some people who my partner, for example, just to be very specific, but I've met other people like him. Some people are very deep thinkers and they really like figuring things out by themselves Mm-hmm. And some people are really capable of figuring things out by themselves. Uh, so I, by any means, I don't want to give the impression that uh, I think it's impossible. But I find this external, like putting things externally, like we were talking about, can accelerate the process. And I'm a very... I'm very attuned to my emotional state and I find a big comfort in being able to share the journey. I think in English you say something like uh, a a problem shared is a problem halved or something like this. I don't remember exactly, but I think this is the spirit and this really resonates with me. So I, I always, my model, my mental model is always to share. Mm-hmm. Um, and also my mental model is uh, goes both ways. So when I meet people, I typically today I met a new people in a new person in the office, and I one of the first things I said, apart from introducing myself and well, what's your background and this is my role in the company, and then I typically say, if you think there's anything I can do to help you, don't hesitate to contact me. So mm-hmm. I I saw some people behave like this in when I was young <laughs> in the, at work some people were just looking after themselves but some people were just reaching out and offering and that doesn't mean that 20,000 people come and ask for help but you just open a channel of access okay. and communication mm-hmm. and I that's my mental model and I think uh, we often stop ourselves from asking for help because sometimes we are ashamed Sometimes we believe uh, we don't deserve help. Uh, sometimes we don't believe other people can help us or our problem is not solvable or maybe we are not able to do it or maybe we don't know who to speak to. So it could be solved and other people get help, but I don't know how to be helped because I don't know, I'm just looking around me and my direct manager I don't think he or she will know and maybe I don't speak about this with my parents I don't want them to worry and my partner works in a completely different sector so I won't talk to him and so on and so forth so there are many times when it's very useful to talk to somebody else (laughs) and Mm -hmm. that's where sometimes a coach is a good person so I I know that even within my direct circle of friends, people I've met at school and I'm still friends with 25 years after leaving university. They they see some of the content that I have now on social media or I've been interviewed or I turn up on a podcast or somewhere and they say, oh, wow, I should have spoken to you about my career problem of blah, blah, or something. So people <laughs> often don't know who to speak with. So mm-hmm. I think we have to make it obvious to them. Right. Um, 
and perhaps if I'm okay to continue talking, I think I would like to touch on the difference between mentoring and coaching and sponsoring because mm -hmm. sometimes, I mean, at least in the UK, this is a very hot topic. Yeah. I When I coach people, and particularly when I work on a workshop that is called How to be the CEO of your career, we always touch on th this topic. And I don't think so. I think it's great to recognize that within your circle of, you know, support, there's people who play a, an, an important role. It could be a parent or an old relative or a neighbor or somebody emotionally very important to you. Uh, but this is different from having somebody within an industry with very specific experience who can share that very specific experience with you. And that would be more of a mentor role. So it's somebody who shares. So you choose a mentor, not because you have this emotional affinity with the person. That would be more of a parent relative role, but because they have a very specific skill set or knowledge or experience acquired in at work that you want to almost like transfer from their brain to your brain if I'm a bit crude about this, <laughs> obviously sometimes you can develop friendships with mentors, etc. And there's right. mentors for life and mentors for a role and mentors for this and mentors for that. But roughly speaking, this is what we're talking about. And then the, the sponsor uh, is very important and now it's very widely advertised because they reach, uh, they are in spaces that you don't have access to. So they, they speak about you and they promote you when you're not there. Your mentor maybe never speaks about you, but what you get out of your mentor, you use directly. So you benefit. Your mm -hmm. sponsor is supposed to advertise you, give visibility, recommend you, vouch for you. And obviously that affects their career. So they will only do it if they are convinced. The coach, if you work with a coach who has been properly trained because now you could go on a weekend course and call yourself a coach or even self teach yourself how to be a coach or I mean and maybe you can be a coach I'm not disputing that but if you choose somebody who's properly trained and who does their job they could have been making shoes for 20 years and retrained as a coach and be a great coach because we all potentially can be great coaches. Yes. It doesn't matter what their background is. It doesn't matter what they have worked on or what language they speak. It's just, it's just a format, a way of being, a way of listening, and a way of asking questions, different schools of thought, different methodology, different cycles of questions that lead you this way or that way, more emotional, more, but like a structure. Mm -hmm. um, however, some people have some very valid experience so when they're coaching you the the quality of the questions that they can ask even though they may remain in their coaching role uh, can be informed by their previous experience so sometimes it's useful to identify a coach that has an experience that you want to benefit from but equally i would say if you have empathy and you connect with a person who's a good coach then probably you can get a lot out of them. Right, right. I love that you just talked us through the the differences because I think that there's 
there's benefit to mentorship, coaching and sponsorship, but there's, yes. there's little differences and nuances. And I think a lot of times the terms get overlapped and interrelated, but there are clear differences and I, it, hot topic here in the U S as well. I think the, the, something that resonated with me when you said how to be the CEO of your career, a workshop that you host like that, that to me is, is how you take charge and make sure you have the right systems of support so that when you're growing your career, you're, you're being intentional about your path and you're setting yourself up for success because you have, you, you've, you've gone through this process with other people supporting you rather than just kind of throwing something against the wall to see what sticks. Right. <laughs> so I love that. Araceli, as we start to wrap up here, I always like to make sure that our listeners know where to find our guests online. We will have show notes with a link to your LinkedIn profile. And you made a comment earlier, and it's something that I so strongly believe in. I think one of the best things we can we can say to people when we make introductions or when we're networking or, or meeting new people is, is there anything I can do to support you, right? Is that what, how can, if, if I can ever be of assistance, please reach out to me. And that's something you said, which I think is fantastic. So to our listeners, we will have Araceli's LinkedIn profile linked up in the chat. And I, I, I often say this and I, I'm sure it resonates with Araceli as well. My door is always open. If you have questions, if I can support you, I can't always support everybody, but if I have any bit of information or something that might point you in the right direction, I'm always happy to, to share that. And so I encourage you go connect with Araceli on LinkedIn, go follow her. She shares some great resources and content as well. She's a fantastic writer and there's always fun stuff on her LinkedIn. Araceli, I'm going to close this out with one final question. As we are in a new year, we're, we're in January recording right now. What's one piece of advice that you want to leave our listeners with to help keep them motivated and inspired throughout the, the remaining years of the remaining months of 2024? Uh, you know, perhaps I'm going to be a little bit anti-pattern with my answer now, and it might not surprise you after <laughs> speaking to me uh, for these minutes. Yep. Uh, but I, I, I want to almost like um, how do you say this in English? Claim back the right not to always be at the top of your game, not to always be the most energetic, charismatic person. And I strongly believe that sometimes it's okay to cruise and mm -hmm. to just get by. Mm -hmm. um, and I personally know that, well, in my experience, sometimes I've stayed in the same role or just evolved from junior to consultant to senior. I stayed in a, in a team for 10 years and I was very happy in that team. So I didn't feel the need. I was developing myself in parallel. I became a coach. I was very active with the women's network. I, I had a young family. Uh, actually, I was also learning Japanese at the time. I studied <laughs> Japanese for 15 years yep. and I took some language exams with the Japanese government. So I had other goals and I just felt it's okay that I'm cr cruising. I mean, I, I had a good job. I'm right. not saying I was... Right. But so just think about the bigger picture and sometimes things happen in another aspect of, in another sphere of your life. Right. So it's okay that your professional mm -hmm. career is in a bit of a plateau. Mm -hmm. And then when the right time comes or when you feel it's the right time or when you are on the lookout for the right opportunity or you produce the right opportunity because you have a goal and you're just looking for the right context or to connect with the right people because you're still planting seeds 
and at that moment you just flourish but it's okay to cruise it's okay to cruise it is okay to cruise i love that advice i think that we're always on this like chasing what's next and what's next and what's next and sometimes we get down on ourselves because we're not maybe getting the promotion or getting the new job or getting where we want in our career but take a look at all the other things around you. Are there other things going on in your life where you're having big wins or big successes or focusing a lot of your time? And that is just as equally as important as what's going on in your career. I think when we look at the balance of personal and professional, that's where we want to see it all working, right? But great advice, Araceli. I loved this conversation with you. Thank you so much for joining me here today. For all of you listening, make sure you go reach out, connect with Araceli. We will be back again next week with another episode of Unlimited Horizons. We have so many amazing guests joining us this year. I'm so excited for the lineup of influencer members we're going to be highlighting. As always, if you need any support, please reach out to us. We're always here to help women rise in their journeys. And I wish you all a great day. Thanks, Araceli. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to Unlimited Horizons, a podcast hosted by the International Association of Women. If you would like more information about our community, visit our website at www.iawomen.com.